think we're going to wrap this season up with this episode. So there's that. (laughs) Yeah, I'm joined today by Rachel O'Connell, and uh, she's an indie, and you're also a 10th Planet Blue Belt. Is that correct? Yeah, that is correct. That's awesome. So I'm super excited to have you. Um, Tell me a little bit about what you do. What's that? Tell me a little bit about what you do um, as far as your indie goes. Yeah, so um, mostly what I do is regenerative medicine. Um, I really like to help athletes, especially martial artists, um, get out of pain, try to avoid surgery uh, so that they can fight longer, stay on the mat. Even if somebody's not a professional athlete, um, we all aspire to be consistent yeah. and to keep, you know, keep going to practices and be good for our training partners. And I just think it's really important for people to be able to be out of pain because we <laughs> yeah. inflict pain on each other pretty regularly on the mat. And, yeah. Uh, even, yeah, like yeah. you said, even not being a competitor, uh, being in the training room and, you know, being even a hobbyist in combat sports is, it can be taxing on your body. So, <laughs> yeah. 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 So how long have you been doing uh, martial arts for? Uh, about seven years. Seven years, yeah. that's awesome. Uh, and where did you begin? Uh, did you begin in like a specific art or? Uh, yeah, just uh, I started in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, 10th Planet, uh, Nogi Jiu-Jitsu for, I mean, I'm sure everyone watching your podcast <laughs> is pretty familiar with 10th Planet, but um, it's a pretty special school. I, I met two totally random people in a mother's market, Costa Mesa. Um, and they were like, go to jujitsu. And I was like, no, nah, I'm good. Never <laughs> been an, never been a sporty person. Yeah. Uh, always been an artist and, and everything. And, um, and they were like, no, no, you're going to love it. And women really need self-defense and jujitsu is amazing for that. And I was like, Oh, that sounds okay I guess so <laughs> like I'll check it out and eventually I went and I'm so glad I did because I've never felt more welcomed by a community than by the jiu-jitsu and martial arts community um at least starting with 10 planet I mean in California it's it's always like yeah whatever yeah but um <laughs> you know I I didn't grow up with that in sports sports were always you know oh, you're a chunky girl, you can't do sports, we're not into that, whatever. Yeah, especially you got- in school. And yeah, growing up, and then just like, I'm, I'm telling you, when I started doing jiu-jitsu, it was a whole different thing. It was like, it doesn't matter, you know, when you start, you start wherever you're starting. Exactly. And, um, you know, and people are like, really down to teach you. Everybody wants to teach each other, and that's what I found in 10th planet and, um, and in jujitsu. And I just was stuck to it ever since. And I've had my ups and downs with injuries personally and, um, having to take breaks and stuff, but long story short, that's yeah. where I started. <laughs> yeah, totally. 10th planet worldwide. I think like, uh, not only in like, I mean, I know other gyms have that like family connection and like friendship connection uh, amongst each other, but like 10th Planet specifically, like 
you're automatically, if you're, like, part of the 10th Planet system, like, you could go to, like, any school, and they'll, like, be like, hey, what's up? Like, how are you? Yeah. Yeah, and it's really awesome. Um, You know, you don't even have to know this person. They're just automatically recognizing you as, like, you know, their friend and, like, someone who is going to train with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really good. Like, that's, I've also found that in jujitsu, and it's, like, pretty glorious. Like, you, yeah. I I get excited when I see, like, people on day one jujitsu. Like, and I, I feel like a lot of people do. It's just, like, not a first thought in my head as to where I'm judging this person. Like, oh, like, oh, this person's never done anything before. Like, they're gonna suck. No, it's always like, oh my god, a new person, yay. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that does not exist in high school sports at all. <laughs> well, and it's so personal, too. Like, yeah. jiu-jitsu in somebody's space. Yeah. You know, there's nothing to hide. No. You Technique always shows. It's about as honest as you can get. Yes, the mat's the great equalizer. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, you're indie, and you run the Warrior Doc page, um... I've actually been posting a lot of that on my social media and I'm going to be doing more of that. And how long have you, um, how long have you had the warrior doc going? Uh, it's kind of a little bit of a longer story, but I'll shorten it. So when I was in school, you don't have to shorten it. (laughs) Well, I, I, I tend to, if, like my short versions tend to be long versions. So oh, I don't mind at all. <laughs> School, um, back in 2017, I wanted to start having some kind of blog, social media presence, something, right? And um, I started the Warrior Doc actually in 2017, but I was not yet licensed. And so my school approached me and was like, yo, you can't use the word doc. And I'm like, <laughs> Okay. okay. So I started the warrior nutritionist. Now nutrition is something I've been obsessed with for a long time. Um, I've been doing keto for the most part for the past like 19, 18, 19 years. Wow. Um, it was cool, you know? Yeah. It is <laughs> People like, were like, die, bro. You're yeah. It's ruin. totally a fad now, but it's like a huge diet. And I actually, that's pretty interesting. I would love to talk to you about diet after this. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, so let's hear more about Warrior Doc. Yeah, so (laughs) I started with that, and, I mean, I used to be, like, just another side note, I was almost 300 pounds, and taking my weight down by half, basically, was one of the biggest changes physically I ever had, and it was was life-changing for so many reasons, but mainly because of the pain aspect. And the mobility that you, you know, regain once you You're a lose lighter. a bunch. Yeah. You're not carrying another person around with you all the time. Yeah. That's <laughs> um, incredible. But yeah, so I started that, and it was a blog, and I put some recipes up and some other stuff. And then, like, when I would do a project here and there, I'd put the information from that because I really like reviewing research and, like, posting information from that. And... um it was kind of like a here and there, whatnot kind of thing. And then eventually got out of school. Everything kind of like like slowed down with everything else that wasn't me studying for boards and like trying to figure out my career and where I wanted to be and all that stuff. And so the warrior doc 
I changed the website name as soon as I possibly could, and the school couldn't come after me for it. <laughs> um, I'm yeah. trying to cover their butts, right, and cover mine as well, which is totally understandable. Totally. Um, yeah, so, um, so no big deal there. And then, so I changed the name, and then I kind of, uh, like, made it really official in 2019 and um, went through some ups and downs getting that stuff kind of rolling and uh now i'm really like gung-ho about my website so i think it looks great too i think you got it all nice and set up if you guys want to go check out the warrior doc it is the warrior (laughs) doc.com it's full of awesome information and uh all the blog posts and videos and stuff yeah it looks great i've actually got it pulled up right now so (laughs) <laughs> oh nice yeah 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 um, more stuff on there uh you know it's hard to like be behind the scenes focused on building my practice and then also like posting and stuff like that so I try to do little things here and there I've started putting up a few more like reels on my Instagram yeah. with like a lot of stretch or whatever just simple stuff that makes a huge difference social media is a lot of work <laughs> Uh, yeah it's it can be pretty taxing sometimes yeah so you're an nd uh can you tell me what that stands for i'm actually not too familiar with nd yeah a naturopathic doctor is what nd stands for um i'm a licensed naturopathic doctor i'm in a state oregon where we are licensed to practice medicine um if you're in a state that is licensed or that allows licensing for naturopathic doctors, then, you know, it's easy to find a naturopathic doctor that is legit. Um, it can be a little more challenging in places where there isn't licensing because it's not nationwide, Mm -hmm. but I assure everyone (laughs) listening right now, I am licensed to practice medicine. I went to a four year grad postgraduate school, um, to, to learn medicine I you know and we basically we learn like I would say for the most part what MDs and DOs learn what we don't do is like surgery um we don't unfortunately uh we don't have a requirement for um residency and I personally don't agree with that lack of requirement for residency (laughs) I learned a ton of stuff in residency that there's not a chance I would have learned otherwise. Um, And, you know, so basically what we do as naturopaths, uh, naturopathic doctors is um, we go from our principles, which are, (laughs) I'm going to look terrible for not memorizing these, I guess, but (laughs) (laughs) uh, so we treat the cause um, you know, we try to get to the root cause of what's, you know, making somebody ill or have pain or whatever it is. We try to dig as deep as we can. I feel like the medical community at large does do that. But um, what we do is we try to treat the cause instead of just masking symptoms for people. Yeah. Um, now, we also mask symptoms for people. Um, now... That person, if they go through the kind of allopathic model, they're going to 
um, and that's like MD, DO. Most of the time, they're going to say, okay, we're going to put you on metformin and maybe like uh, just some other like blood sugar medications and different things. And that's the way they manage it. Mm-hmm. And they're going to tell them usually, you can do a lot more with diet and exercise, but they don't necessarily emphasize it. I can't speak for all MDs, but yeah, totally. generally, um, they're going to manage it with medication and keep their diet the same. Yeah. Now, or just like kind of like a standard issue government diet, right? Oh, um, man. So, right. Yeah. I, I know. I'm like preaching to the choir right now. <laughs> I could talk all day but, about this. <laughs> so a naturopathic doctor is going to say, okay, I see you. You have type 2 diabetes. Let's, you know, we can put you on metformin for right now, but let's also look at your diet. Let's go, okay, we're going to cut sugar first. And we're yeah. going to, and people, you know, there's different ways to work with people individually. And that's something that's like really important to um, naturopaths as well, uh, is to be on an individual basis with treatment. So um, basically, they're going to say, let's look at your diet. Some people go like they'll start with a vegan diet or they'll do a keto diet or just even like an elimination diet. Maybe the person, you know, doesn't just have diabetes, but they also have like food issues, like things that maybe they're inflamed because of the types of foods they eat and they need to calm everything down first before they start adding foods back in. So that's like a, that's kind of like one of those differences and then they can eventually keep them off medication so like from what i do uh somebody comes in and they have let's say they have knee pain you know um if they go to an md the md is going to be like okay what drugs and surgery can help you with this yeah what what i'm going to do is say okay what kind of physical therapy can we do um, how can we keep you off of um, opioid medications or even NSAIDs? Yeah. Um, how can Those are we all really harmful. These, yeah. How can we treat trigger the body's uh, response to naturally heal itself? And that's where like the prolotherapy injections, PRP injections, that kind of stuff comes in, and that goes really well with physical therapy. And I like I really like that well-rounded approach to help somebody get out of pain, increase function, reduce the need for surgery, potentially. I can't always do it, but... Yeah, without getting addicted to opioids. <laughs> no. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and yeah. opioids themselves are not a problem. It's the way that they're used, the way that they're given out, mm-hmm. um, you know. And then there are, unfortunately, bad actors out there who will prescribe tons and tons of opioid medications kind of without dealing with the deeper issues that's going on with a person. Totally, yeah. Uh, my body does not react well to them. <laughs> yeah. So that's really awesome yeah. uh, that you take that approach to, like, the healing, uh, like, what you do with healing and stuff. So that's really interesting. I think it's really important, especially with the diet aspect. Um, yeah, I think, like, I can say my own personal doctor doesn't stress diet enough, <laughs> but... Yeah, it's it's really it's really important. I think diet, exercise, and and sleep like are oh. <laughs> are like the as far as at least like mental and physical health are like they all coincide with each other and like 
if yeah. you're not getting enough sleep, like, then you're not going to perform well in your training. You're not going to, like, feel right in the head. If you're not mm-hmm. eating well, same thing. Like, you're not you're not going to perform well if you're eating drunk all day, like, sugar and, like, pizza yeah. and all this stuff, you know? And yeah, so a couple of little things about that. Sleep. So if I'm, uh, someone who's biologically male um, doesn't sleep for one night, their testosterone is reduced to that of someone 10 years older than them. What? <laughs> yeah. That's insane. So, I think it's, I think his name is Michael Williams. If that's the wrong person, I'm sorry. <laughs> but, okay. um, there, there is a sleep, um, I guess he's a sleep scientist and he's been on Joe Rogan's podcast and he's talked about this and it's like, um, and he's also been on, um, Dr. Rhonda Patrick, uh, She's incredible. I would definitely say people should check her out. Um, but she is just like a major uh, research nerd, and I love it. That's um, awesome. But, yeah, they, they talk about that. Um, and I think that that's crazy. Like, yeah. the fact that your hormones, too, are so pivotal to how the rest of your body kind of works. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's a naturopathic principle is looking at, like, what part of you is creating a problem for your hormones? Yeah. You know? Hormones and, affect uh, everything. Yeah. And um, another one is um, I'd have to look to find kind of the research on this because I don't have, like, I don't have it off the top of my head. But That's okay. I know that sugar actually slows down your immune system. It makes your white blood cells, uh, less active. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. So just those two things, you know, and when you're eating sugar three times a day <laughs> or many, many times a day, yeah. you know, much advice out there for people to eat multiple small meals a day. Mm-hmm. Well, that doesn't really jive with how your body is set up. You know, yeah. we're set up to eat, um, you know, fewer times a day and and work off that energy and I mean this is not advice by any means for anyone um but you know when you take a break from eating after a certain amount of time your body starts to do cleanup work yeah so autophagy comes to mind where the cells eat the dead matter that's hanging around it's a cleanup crew and they can't work effectively when you know you eat too many times a day Mm -hmm. totally uh well so you said you do keto you've done Mm -hmm. keto for years yes Um, how does that how is that working for you do you um you obviously are used to it um yes yeah and that's a high fat no sugar yeah right high fat very low carb moderate protein depending on how much i'm working out yeah um, so with keto, there's like a magic time frame, kind of, it's not rat magic. It's just science. That's biochem. But, um, basically your cells have to have time to get used to eating fat primarily as a primary source. My body still uses glucose, obviously, or I'd be dead. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but your body will switch over, over time. So somebody who's never done keto before, 
they start keto, they're like, I feel like garbage. Well, the reason (laughs) is because, um, first your cells are used to intaking a lot more glucose. Your muscles are used to using a lot more glucose, um, like readily available glucose. Um, and it takes time for the cells to physically change so that they have more receptor sites Mm -hmm. to bring in triglycerides, um, which are ketone bodies, give or take. It's like a form from from ketone bodies. Anyways, I don't want to get like overly science about it. Um, and anyways, so it, it takes that, it takes usually four to six weeks for your body to get used to it. And then that also that first time frame, your body is dumping tons of salts. Yeah. So um, not, you're losing a lot of water. Yeah. The way you're losing the water is because your body is binding is like losing salt, which then draws out the water. Mm-hmm. So it's like you're, you're flushing constantly and then you need more salt. So people don't get enough electrolytes and they feel like crap. Yeah. I think this is more common knowledge now than it used to be. Yeah. Um, I've heard more people talking about this, which is really good. But that four to six week adaptation period is really crucial for people to hang in there when they're doing keto, <laughs> as long as doing it, you know, in a way that's safe for them. Yeah. Um, I don't think ketogenic diets are inherently unsafe. I think that they're not for everybody. Everybody's, you know, a little different and what they're willing to tolerate. Yeah. And and there are know. healthy and unhealthy ways to do it as well. Just like with every yeah. diet. It's really yeah. dependent on what you're eating and what you're, you know. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But I would say, like, for the most part, if people are eating, you know, the right macros to power their body... And they're getting healthy, you know, whole foods, um, natural foods, not eating crap in a box. Um, you know, that's going to be less ingredients. Whatever you figure it out with somebody who knows what they're doing, then you're probably good. I mean, mm-hmm. again, not advice for anybody. <laughs> it's, uh, it's just my general thought yeah. process on gin. Yeah, I've been vegan for a little over a year now. I feel pretty good with it. Yeah. It took me a while to, like, go from it because I'm such a big fish eater. And I have I have been dairy-free for, uh, like, almost all my life. I just cannot do dairy. It tears me up. Um, <laughs> But <laughs> fish yeah. is, like, one of my favorite proteins. And, yeah, I was like, oh, I'm just going to, like, stop because... I don't know. I feel really good, you know, being vegan. I I don't like all the elitist vegans out there because there are so many of those. I'm yeah. the, I'm the first person that will argue with a vegan that's being a douchebag. <laughs> well, I hope that you continue to feel good doing that and that that works for you. And yeah. yeah. So, uh, throughout quarantine, have you been doing any training or anything at all? Um, I know, at least we live in the western states and all of our gyms are closed right now, again, which is super unfortunate. Um, Yeah, it's really frustrating. Um, I've been doing some kickboxing Mm -hmm. training. Actually, I just recently started doing that. Oh, that's um, awesome. When the gyms opened back up, I haven't been able to do jujitsu for about a year which is really sad so wild (laughs) yeah i uh 
I do, like, solo drills, and I get training in with, like, on one-on-ones with people sometimes. Like, my partner mm-hmm. does it sometimes. And it just is, like, yep. completely inconsistent. And it's tough. Like, <laughs> if I can yeah. stress it enough, like, um, I think, like, it's really important right now to, like, pay your tuition. Or at least, like, pay a tuition to a school if you can. Like, if you can't afford it. Because, like, yeah. Yeah, I don't know if, like, gyms are going to come out alive. Yeah, we really have to, like, yeah, I, I agree with you. I mean, it's, and it's hard for everybody. I just really, I, I don't want to see all these gyms go down because, yeah. I mean, that's, it's especially frustrating, I think, when, you know, there is CDC branded information coming yeah. out that says that gyms are not the place where it spreads. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. um, yeah, totally. It, it's yeah. funny. Uh, and that brings me to ask you about, like, community outreach. And, like, I know you've reached out to me about doing uh, community outreach as far as, like, your yeah. uh, warrior doctor stuff. And, like, what we can do to, like, help our community that at least is struggling in one area. How can we help them in another <laughs> area? <laughs> um, Like, with pain and stuff like that? Yeah. Because, so, like, I, mean, I know, like, with a lack of training and stuff, I know, at least for me personally, I can definitely feel some aches and pains now. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. You got to stay moving. No yeah. matter what, move every day. Even if it's just, like, a 10-minute mobility, you know, yoga is so good for just keeping everything, like, moving. When your joints move, they lubricate themselves. Like, yeah. they move around that's how your joints stay healthy so that there there's an adage um it's kind of goofy but motion is lotion and (laughs) it keeps yeah it keeps your joints hydrated and working well so you know it's almost like when you don't move you get rusty yeah so uh, we have to keep our bodies moving um i mean i have plans um you know whenever Whenever we can get together and do some out, outreach, I do, you know, um, giveaways with you. I, you know, I can do, um, like, prolotherapy treatments, which those are great for, like, tightening up ligaments, reducing pain. It's that's all natural. Point. It's just a sugar solution um, that's injected. Uh, and I do, like, assessments and stuff with ultrasound, um, ultrasound diet. So you do uh, ultrasound. Oh, yeah. Ultrasound diagnostics. Yeah. And then... Basically, a concise way of saying what I would offer the community. Um, At each event, I can offer a giveaway for basically a free assessment. Um, Normally, my assessment uh, fee for an initial visit is upwards of $300. Mm -hmm. Um, I do ultrasound diagnostics during those visits for peripheral joints. Um, that itself, um, is usually a hundred and something. Um, and I do a single area prolotherapy treatment or, uh, trigger point injection. That's awesome. Which is $150 by 
So, uh, what are the trigger point, uh, injections like? So trigger points are, you know, when you get knots in your back? Yeah. I get those all the time. (laughs) So that, those are, those are symptoms really of a deeper issue that's going on. Um, it can be posture or, you know, there's so many different things, but what I can do is I inject those points, um, directly with, um, anesthetic to numb it. And then it will, it's a mechanical and a chemical release that allows the muscle to relax. And then when you do that, it makes it so that when you do physical therapy or other types of like yoga or exercises to strengthen everything, it makes it less likely to come back. And then you're correcting the issues well with physical therapy. Oh my gosh. So that really does coincide with physical therapy. That totally makes sense now. That's amazing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's the same type of idea too for, um, prolotherapy and PRP. Yeah. Um, it's a little bit PRP because there's more healing cascade going on because we're physically putting blood product into a joint. Yeah. Uh, the, which have growth factors and those go in and kind of heal the areas up, you know, where you have like, like minor tears, sometimes bigger tears, um, in ligaments and tendons. Um, <clears throat> But it uh, and it flushes out kind of like the toxic milieu that's in a joint that can make it feel painful, um, and it kind of follows the same timeline as like uh, uh, like just any other kind of injury that causes like blood to escape, like contusion or anything like oh that. Oh my gosh! Yeah, so, yeah. That's gnarly. I uh, oh god, I went through knee surgery like exactly two years ago because I'm I'm getting like all these memories on my phone of it and I'm like oh my gosh that was a horrible time in my life but uh it's all check- <laughs> yeah it's like <laughs> me laying around in this giant bandage and like <laughs> all drugged up uh I took a yeah they they had me on they had like two nerve blocks in my knee and they had me on like all sorts of medicine and they sent me home with I think Vicodin and I took it for like two days because I just cannot do it. <laughs> it was horrible. Yeah. But I I went to um physical therapy on a regular basis after that for I think six or seven months, and if I hadn't have done physical therapy, I probably would have been screwed. Yep. Yeah. You would have. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> Anyone who's been given physical therapy to do and they don't do it, they are laying themselves they might as well put on the clown makeup yeah it's uh i like highly suggest physical therapy if you are prescribed physical therapy do it like it will help you even if it's just a minor injury major injury too like i i know like yeah i know so many people that Uh, have gotten surgeries and stuff and never went to like physical therapy and they still can't even move their shoulder or arm or whatever yeah yep yeah because when you have an area that has been irritated and inflamed and whatever's happening when there's injury involved or surgery which is injury or prp which is technically also a type of injury um anytime you're not moving it it'll get stuck adhesions form because the body's like okay 
we're just gonna chill here. This is fine. Yeah, everything's fine. Yeah, house is on fire. <laughs> we're just. Gonna- <laughs> it's like that meme <laughs> with the little girl in the burning house in the background. <laughs> That's your body. <laughs> That's excellent. And uh, that kind of stuff happens all the time in jujitsu. Like, it's mm-hmm. it's a very injury prone sport. Like, you're literally twisting your joints. Like, when you're yes, getting hooked. Yeah, they call it the gentle art, and I say this all the time. They call it the gentle art, but it's not very gentle when you're trying to break someone's arm off. (laughs) You know? There we go. Yeah, it's like, how gentle can you be when you're trying to choke someone? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely more gentle than punching someone in the face, but... (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I, um... I have had my fingers broken in jujitsu by white belts trying to grab at my fingers, sing- like single, and they're just like yep. forever screwed up because I never really yep. like went and I didn't need surgery or anything for them. Like, what are you gonna do with a broken finger? You know, I mean, you can probably do stuff with it, but like, yeah, that's one injury that I never took care of and. Sometimes they'll get really irritated, and they're, like, forever swollen. And, yeah. like... Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they look so funny. Uh, I know my view or my listeners can't see them, but... <laughs> yeah. They're pretty funky looking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't let people Uh-oh. grab your fingers, guys. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's... Uh, I, I mean... Yeah. It's like 101. You should learn that, like, as soon as you join jujitsu. Yeah. Don't grab fingers. Don't oil check people. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. You're reaching for somebody and your finger goes into their eye. There's a there's something wrong with your approach. <laughs> yeah, totally. Do yeah. you ever accidentally wrist lock yourself, like, by the way you're, like, planting your hand <laughs> on the fucking floor? Or, like... <laughs> Or, like, your frames aren't proper, so you're, like, they're starting to lean on your arm, and you're, like, oh, I'm wrist-locking myself. Yep. Yeah. I can't tell how many times I've wrist-locked myself doing a pimp arm wrong. Yeah. (laughs) On their hip, and then, like, your elbow bends, and then they're, like, smash. Yeah, it's so bad. (laughs) You just let out this, like, yelp, like, ah! Shit. No, that wasn't a tap, I swear. <laughs> You're like, why'd you tap? Because I, I, I wrist-locked myself. <laughs> yeah. Is there anything else you'd like to bring up before we, uh, like, in this podcast? I'm really appreciative of you, having you on here to, like, educate us on nutrition and, like, what you do. And, oh, like, thanks. Just, I'm everything. really super like to do this yeah it's first, awesome first official being on somebody's podcast and yes you get the trophy for that yay <laughs> that's awesome i'm glad i could help you i love i just love talking to people so it's kind of nice <laughs> well you're able to talk to you you're a cool person oh thanks you are too <laughs> hey love fest <laughs> yeah any uh any shout outs or anything um, yeah, I mean, so, 
Portland City Boxing has been amazing. Um, they've been doing their best. Um, Coach Paul O'Neill with the kickboxing. Um, Coach Phoenix at Echo Valor. Um, and then the OG crew at um, 10th Planet Phoenix in Arizona. Um, That's awesome. 10th Planet Oxdale, Arizona. Um, Steel and John Boteo. Uh, and then the super OG <clears throat> first school I ever went to, 10th Planet Costa Mesa, with uh, Casey, Dirty Ron, um, Matt, Budo Matt. <laughs> you and, just made uh, a post about all of them. I did. Yeah, I did. I, saw I was that. just feeling it, you know? Yeah. Feeling classic. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean. It's crazy how many, like, teachers can really touch your life, you know, and, um, but even more so, your training partners. Mm-hmm. Always, always take care of your training partners. Respect oh, yeah, them. Be a good, be a good, um, be a good partner, and you'll always have good partners. Yeah, always. I agree with you 100%. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Rachel. It was great talking to you. And um, I would love to talk to you again. Awesome talking to you. Yeah.